in your life, you've got to understand that you have an incredible privilege of shaping, uh, a shaping purpose. Because you've got to understand that whenever God entrusts you with a child or children, whether it's biological or spiritual, the mandate is to make sure that you can outwork the purposes of God that are already inside them. This is why we must be very clear that these are not just our children. We are literally stewards of purpose. Okay? So whenever we are looking after children or grandchildren, oh man, grandparents are both amazing and also annoying. Okay? I say this because I don't know what it is about my parents and my wife's parents, right? They find it very funny to fill up our kids on all kinds of sugar before they send them back home to us. I mean, okay, grandparents, any grandparents in the room? I need you to help me understand that. What is, what is the fascination with that? Why, why, why do that? Right? <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting that kind of answer. It's true, but I wasn't expecting it. Uh, but no, honestly, though, it's, and as grandparents, there's another incredible responsibility that comes with bringing an additional layer of covering as the purpose in children is revealed uh, because we, it's, it's an incredible mandate. As, as the kids are getting older and older and they're growing, the world is getting a bit darker and darker and darker. And it's very important that the light of God on the inside of them is nurtured out to ensure that in their generation, God is still glorified more than ever before. Uh, and I know that in this church, you're very passionate about your, ch your children's ministry and you're, you're really investing into all of that. So really, really massive uh, endorsement um, of all of that. Are we excited to hear the word of God? Amen. Yeah? yeah? I actually feel it in the atmosphere. I think you guys are really, really hungry. And uh, I do hope that this KFC bucket I have here will, uh, <laughs> will sustain you. But before I speak, am I okay to just minister to a few people? The lady who has st stood over here. Right, okay. I believe the Lord is, uh, if, if not already doing so, but I believe he's going to be speaking to you through dreams. Um, where you're, he will show you several things through dreams, but also some of the things that will be done or that will be outworked in your life that maybe you've been praying hard for. I hear the Lord say, just open your mouth and pray. So I just saw you walking around your house singing, and as you've just been walking around your house singing, the atmosphere in your house just started to reflect the glory of God, and situations just started to change. And I believe the Lord will say to you, Whenever a situation comes up in your life, it's not for you to go on your knees and cry out to the Lord. It's for you to just open your mouth and start praising. Every time something happens, every time a situation arises, whether it's a trouble in your, in your household or whatever it is, it says it's not for you to just go on your knees and start crying to the Lord in prayer, but it just says open your mouth and just start praising. And, and, and as you were up there and I was just stood there, there was a time where... Um, I think it was a song where we talk about, uh, where we were singing about, uh, called, you called my name and I came out of that grave. And when you, when, you, when you were just doing a little bit of ad-libbing at the end of it, I just saw literally just graves being open. Just people, graves in people's hearts just being open. And I believe that the Lord is just doing some incredible things in that, in and that. So I, I just really trust that word uh, in your heart. Again, pray. Weigh it up. Do all the things that we know to do when, when the prophetic word is given. But I really believe that there's a lot of breakthrough that is to come in your life uh, through you just opening your mouth and just giving God praise. Uh, you don't, don't worry about anything else. Whatever the circumstance might be, the breakthrough 
is in you just opening your mouth. I, I, I just saw you walking around your house, just, just walking around your house. And even sometimes you might feel like I'm, you're being a bit crazy or a bit weird. Even walking around, I mean, you know, it, it depends, you know, it, some, you know. Some people might be like, oh, that's amazing. Some people will be like, oh, gosh, okay, it's a bit strange. But just do it. Just do it. And, and, and I, don't know what you, I don't know what you do uh, for a living, but again, it's... it's just that something about creating an atmosphere, shaping the atmosphere of the place that you spend the most time in, and it will come through your, your singing, all right, as you just open your mouth. And the guy who was here, where is he gone? Man, you guys have just completely thrown me off, right? <laughs> so when I was here, I was like, yeah, he's here, and she's here, and, you know, and, and then now you've just gone, and I'm trying to find you. Uh, the guy who was over there, where, where are you again? Okay, so again, with you, I just saw like something that the Lord is saying. You have the ability to teach yourself stuff, right? You can, you can just sit on something and you can actually figure it out. You can just figure out how this can go there and this can go there and this can go there and this, and you can just do it. And I believe that's a gift from God. Um, what you can, and you can use it both in an area of business. You can use it both in an area of whatever you want to call it, if you want to call it music, but actually it's a gift, but I believe that the foundation of that gift is to be used in the house of the Lord to ensure that any pieces that need to be moved, you can just look at a picture and think, okay, this needs to go there and that needs to go there and that needs to go there. And you can just be able to bring it all together. And I'm really trusting that the Lord would do something incredible in your life because of that particular gift. But what you need to do first and foremost is to bring that gift before God and offer it back to him. Or every time he uses you to, to, to manifest that gift, bring it back before him and say, God, Thank you for this. Now, what else? What do I need? And even other people who may not yet know God, I believe God is going to open opportunities for you in areas that people may not yet know God. And because of that gift, they will come into the knowledge of God. Because people will ask you, how, how, did, you, how, how did you know? I mean, who taught you? <laughs> and then you'll have a smug look on your face and say, well. <laughs> right? And they will listen. Because when they look at the results of what you have done, and then you give glory back to God, they're going to pay attention. And that will be an opportunity for you to then speak and introduce them to Christ. So many people have, uh, are literally waiting to come into the knowledge of Jesus Christ through your hands as a result of that gift. Be bold, be courageous, and let God use you to bring him the glory. Okay? Is that okay? Again, pray, wait up, do all the things that you know to do. Um, can I pray for you too? Um, I know I spoke to your little boy earlier on when God showed me a picture of him playing football um, and how he's really passionate about football and all that stuff. But again, I saw you as a family. I believe there might be some challenges that you've either gone through or have faced or are currently facing. But I believe the breakthrough for you, I saw all of you together. You were literally like that. You had your arm around her and then you've got your, you had your kids around you and you were just singing to God together as a family, just huddling as a, as a family, just singing to God and just praising him. And I just saw things just twisting and changing, twisting and changing. And he was just unlocking all these several things. And that particularly for you, I believe God is now speaking a new word over your life, new messages over your life, words that may have been spoken in the past that may have become a bit of an anchor 
over you or in your mind. I believe God is not turning that around. And that place where he will turn all of those things around is when you are in his presence. The more you are exposed to his presence, the more the reality of him begins to manifest in your life. And the things that may have been spoken back here will just start to be dismantled one by one. And all of a sudden, you start to realize the truth of the Father's love over your life in ways that you have never, ever seen before. There are things that are not supposed to go past your generation into your children's generation. No way. And you are the one who has to stand and say, nope, here. This far and no more. Okay? So, Father, I just want to thank you for these two and their family. Your blessing upon them again. Uh, as they pray and weigh and test everything that has been spoken here in Jesus' mighty name. (sighs) The lady who was... Ah, there you are. (laughs) Don't laugh at my pain. I'm I'm trying to... I'm trying to find them. <laughs> I think that you're, you're the one I found the quickest. So I'm, I think I'm getting better and better now, aren't I? It's really, I really am. Um, I, I, again, I believe I, I saw you looking in the mirror. And I believe the Lord is saying, you, he's going to start to change what you see when you look into the mirror. Uh, because what you have been seeing tends to focus on the things that you feel, oh, I want this to be changed and that to be changed and this to be changed and that to be changed. And I believe God is now saying, take another look in the mirror. And begin to see what I see. So even as you, you as you, your grace just elegantly sat there and just worshipping and just praising God uh, from that place. Uh, he's going to start to shape the truth. Or his truth and how it will be manifested in and through your life. Because there are other people who need to hear from you. There are other people who are waiting to hear the truth of God through you. But the thing about the enemy is that he knows that it, for as long as he can keep you contained... Uh, he's got you, but actually you need to break out, break out and let the truth of God manifest through you. And then it will start to filter into the lives of other people because the, cause, cause the word influence is around you. It's the word influence around you where people need to hear more about the love of God and more so see it through your life in your own way. You don't have to be like anybody else, just in your own way, because there are people who can only feel a bit more relatable to you. I mean, if you brought people, some people to me, they might just think, man, this guy is too much. He is, he is just crazy, right? But do it in your own way. So, I don't know if you have either thought of starting a business or you have a business or anything like that. But if you haven't done it, pay attention and seriously consider it. It's like I see... You're good with your hands. Like, there's just something about your hands. You can, when you put your hands to work, something beautiful can come up. And I just want to encourage you to really just explore it a bit more and just say, okay, God, what does that actually mean for me? You are good enough to be in business. You are good enough to have your own business. You are good enough to run your own business. You might be working for somebody, and they might actually look at you and think, oh, man, you're great at what you do or something like that, but actually this is more about you realizing what is on the inside of you. And I believe that even to, to today, God wants to do a work in your heart to just change how you see yourself, to start to realize the capacity that is really in you, okay? 
So again, pray about it. Uh, are you two together? Okay, pray about it together and just really see how God will, will, will bring it to fruition. But stop doubting yourself. Just, just stop doubting yourself. And I think, as I'm here now, I've never seen you before, but that's the beauty of God. I love it when God does that. And he just uses somebody you've never met before. And I think he just, it just reinforces his love for, uh, for, for, for all of us, right? Uh, when these little moments come up, it is now time to stop doubting yourself. And it's now time for you to get into something different. And I know she's probably has said some things to you to say to you, look, come on, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. But I think you listen to her when she says stuff like that. She, you know, she sees something and let her encourage you into it. Uh, and, and if there's anything that might try and bring any sense of uh, contention between the two of you, we want that to be broken in Jesus' name and to make sure that everything remains intact as you discover what God has put on the inside of you, okay? Does that make sense? But again, pray, wait up. Again, speak to your pastors and let them help you weigh up the whole thing as well because you never know, maybe I'm just a crazy guy who, <laughs> who, <laughs> who <laughs> you know, so now just, um, now seriously though, um, just really excited to be here. I feel at home. I really, I really just do feel um, at home. I, I, I might as well tell you this now. Um, I, I feel as a church, we want to be involved in uh, your vision offering, okay? So we, wanna, we really want to be involved in your vision offering. As soon as I leave this place, I'll go back to our church and I'll tell my team what the Lord told me when I was sat there when you talked about vision. So we want to be involved in what God is doing here. I believe it's a way of us saying, hey, all the way from northern, uh, we're in, <laughs> all right? It, I, I felt like I was now in a different part of the country. I mean... Goodness! It is. I, I thought, hang on, yeah, fine. These guys are. We're all in Southampton, right? But this doesn't really feel like we're still in Southampton. I was driving. I'm thinking, okay, man. Whew. Okay, I might as well just be in a different part of the country completely, right? Goodness me. Uh, when, when we moved here about three years ago, we we were actually looking at a house um, in Hyde. And we thought, well, fine, we'll just live there. Well, it's all, it's all Southampton, right? Until we drove to view the house and I'm thinking, this is not going to work for me to commute all the way, you know, to and fro every day. So that's why we abandoned it. But I wish we didn't because then maybe I'll just be, you know, say, oh, guys, no, I can't do that whole trip, but I can be part of family church here, <laughs> you know, and just hide. <laughs> and just like, hey, can we stand together and let's pray and let's get ready for the word of God. Thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you for the privilege I have to bring the word before your children. I am asking you, Lord, that you anoint me afresh, speak through me, and, and enable me to bring the word that you have placed in my heart with clarity, with power, and with authority that comes only from you. I pray, Lord, that you anoint your people, your children, your sons and daughters to receive this word and that it will bear fruit in their lives. I ask all of this in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Please take your seats. Let's jump straight to Isaiah chapter 54. I've got this big clock flashing at me. I mean, it's like 21, it's got 21 minutes on it. And I don't think that's fair. Because the last 20 odd minutes, I wasn't preaching. I wasn't, but 
Fine, it's okay. 21 minutes and 35 seconds. Let's go. Isaiah chapter 54, verses 2 to 4. And I believe this is a prophetic word for this house. And as we read through it, please grab hold of it with both hands. And it says, Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will, dis- will dispossess the nations and settle in their desolate cities. Do not be afraid. You will not be put to shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. You will forget the shame of your youth and remember no more the reproach of your widowhood. The title that I believe God has given me for you guys is simply this. It's time to expand your capacity. Expand your capacity. That word we saw right at the beginning where it said enlarge. When you look at it in the Hebrew, I mean, it's got multiple words that come up. Words like think bigger, grow wider, go further, break out, make more room. I love that. Several words that are coming up. And it also goes to use words like you need to break through. There are no limits, no boundaries. Be broad and robust. All in that one English word. But when you look at it in Hebrew, it's got all these multiple words trying to explain to us what the scripture is just saying. And I believe there's family church here at Waterside. I believe God is calling you into this time to prepare yourselves for expansion. Now you've got to understand that Isaiah is writing to the children of Israel at a time that is not convenient. He's writing to them whilst they're actually in exile, under the Babylonians. I have a very different name for them, but I will not use it in this context for now. But they were in exile. Imagine somebody coming to you and saying, hey, whilst you're under captivity, what do you think about expanding your capacity? Hey, what do you think about you know, growing wider, growing further, going deeper, breaking through, making more room? How can you do that when you are in captivity? And I want to say to you this morning that as this word is being delivered to you, never mind the circumstances that may surround you, begin to listen to the word of God with your spiritual ears and start to understand what God is trying to say to you or what God is preparing for you as a church. God is calling the children of Israel at this time, whilst they're in exile, whilst they're in captivity, and saying to them, it's now time to prepare yourselves for expansion. If they look to their left and if they look to their right, they would see that they were still under Babylonian captivity. They were still in exile. They were not yet in freedom. How can God be talking to them about that? And we're going to learn a few things from this point as we prepare ourselves as a church. I'm excited to see this whole place packed out. I'm excited to see this whole place becoming small in terms of the capacity of what God is about to do. As I was praying in the course of the week, And the word I want to share to both of you is that 
whatever this glass ceiling that maybe would have been felt like, oh, we can only go up to this certain point and no more. Every time we sort of go up to this point, we just shrink back. I believe that God, I believe that God wants to shatter that. Just completely, completely dismantle it. Uh, when I came here this morning, I believe God has just given me a simple assignment. I'm going to speak the truth of God's word. I'm going to let him do what he needs to do. And the outworking of this word is up to him now. He will deal with it. But I expand your capacity. Some of you elderly people are going to witness things that God will do through you. Through you. Not through just the young people. Through you. I believe even right now the Lord is saying to me, for as long as you can breathe in and breathe out, you're not done. Yeah, yeah? yeah? Elderly people, breathe in and breathe out. If you did that, you're not. Stop that. You're not there yet. <laughs> she was like, mm, no. You're not there yet. Just, why are you rushing? Just slow down. Gosh. Honestly, though, multi-generational move of God through you. From the young people. Middle aged, the elderly, every single generation represented in a move of God. And I believe God's word here and now is timely because you might feel like, oh, we've only just started meeting. You know, we've been through an incredible season, just a difficult season. How is that going to work? We're trying to establish the church. We're trying to figure out who is still part of the church. There's so many different moving parts and so many different logistics. But I hear the voice of the Lord say, it is time to expand your capacity you might be in some kind of spiritual wilderness or some kind of spiritual captivity where you feel like oh well you know when we look at the left and we look at to the right it doesn't make sense for us to plan for growth we, 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 we need to try and plan for just regrouping but I hear the Lord say it's time to break capacity break forth expand your capacity I'm not going to talk a lot more about, you know, different, you know, the background context to all of that stuff. I know all of you can get into your scriptures. Or actually, if you've got any questions, ask your pastors. They'll be more than happy to do that for you. I love dropping pastors in it. I'm like, well, you know, drop you on the pastors. There you go. When a people are in exile, the idea of the people who come to grab hold of them and take them into exile is to make sure that, number one, they deculturalize them. In other words, they take away their native culture. They take away things like their, 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 their perception of God, even taking away their God and impose their own gods on them. Other things that they will do is they'll even take away their language. They'll go to a people, grab hold of them, take them and drag them into their own context and begin to, to, to indoctrinate them with all kinds of different things. You with me? So for the children of Israel to receive such a message from the prophet Isaiah at the time where the Babylonians were changing all of these things in their world was very critical. 
Because in that moment, all you have is your conviction of who God is. Because when you look at the context around you and the situation that you find yourself, it might not make sense to make the things or to do the things that Isaiah is telling them to do. But I want to challenge you this morning and say, hey, maybe let's just stop here and ask a question. How is your conviction about God looking? What do you genuinely believe? What do you really believe? Don't tell me about you coming to church. Because we all can do that. We all can turn up to church. You, you can just turn up. But we're talking about conviction. When everybody else has gone to their houses and you're in your own home and you're sat on your comfortable sofa and now you, you are talking directly to God, what is your conviction? Because for the children of Israel, when they looked to everything that was happening around them, all they had was the conviction in their hearts. When the word would come from the prophet Isaiah to say to them, it is time to expand your capacity. You can only respond to such a prophetic word if your conviction is true. And I want to say to you, before we can go into all the logistics and the practicalities of how God is going to do it, it's starting with our hearts. Where are you standing? What is your conviction Never mind mommy and daddy's conviction or our corporate conviction as a church. I am talking to you as an individual. Where are you standing? Very important. Very, very important for you to press into that for yourself and find out what you need to do as an individual. Capacity is very important because it reveals to you the maximum amount of something that you can contain. Simple. If we're going to enjoy more of what God has in store for us as individuals and as his people, we've got to come to a place of realizing that our capacity is no longer sufficient. I don't believe this is God's best for you. But at this moment in time, we are literally, we've come to a place of a, capacity level that we now need to break out of. Are you with me? Now, before God can entrust you with physical people coming into this place and really stretching forth the capacity of this physical building, he is starting to work with the capacity in you. Do you have more capacity for more people in your heart? Never mind the building. Before the buildings and all that stuff comes, God deals with hearts. So when we're talking about expanding capacity, check your heart. Do you have room for more people in your heart? Imagine coming into this place and you don't recognize 50% of the people who turn up on a Sunday because God has just sent a massive influx. Imagine that. Just, just, just picture it for one moment. How would that make you feel? For some people, it might be terrifying, and they think, oh, gosh, you know, I wish, I wish, you know, it was just back in those days where I would turn up, and we would have a child, and then we would have a child, because everybody knew everybody. And God says, well, you're not ready. Your capacity is not ready for more people. Are you with me? So this morning, as we really go into this adventure of hearing what God is saying to the prophet Isaiah, we are really now looking, hey, with young people? 
your capacity. See, these guys are ready for it. They're good to go because they are naturally wired to just be together. And, and, and even when I, I, I notice, I've got my, my, one of my children is about seven. And I was watching her just work a room. <laughs> How, honestly, she, she's seven years old, right? And we turned up to, I, I, I was speaking in Suffolk a couple of weeks ago. And we turned up to this place, first time. And I'm watching her work the room. And by the end of the service, I kid you not, by the end of the service, like she had all these other little young people around her and they're talking and they're, as though they knew each other for ages. And in that moment, I was sat there and I was like, wow. And I felt the Lord say to me, see, she's got capacity for more people. Before God can entrust you with numeric growth, let's start with the spiritual growth in each and every one of us. Even for you guys as young people, younger people, whatever you want to call it, you have the capacity in the room to invite more people into your world. But notice how the media and the narrative says this is a very selfish generation. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I think there is a generation that is very authentic and anything that is inauthentic, they can smell it from a mile away. And when they do, they want nothing to do with it. So if as a church we are not genuine about our love for young people, they can smell it from a mile away and that's why they want nothing to do with it. But the moment we really embrace them and say, hey, you are right at the center, right at the core of everything that God is doing in here, trust me, you're going to have young people coming through this place like crazy. It will happen. Oh, you don't believe me. You don't believe me. Everyone just went quiet like, mm -hmm. you don't believe me, do you? But I thought you guys have been praying about this. Have you not been praying? Because I'm hearing people pray, hearing people cry out for the Lord to bring young people. Yet, do you actually genuinely believe? Ooh, -wee. it's getting quiet in here. Hey, I'm that guy. I'm one of those. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those communicators who can just be crazy, right? But actually, I also like to hold people to account. What's the point of praying? if we're not actually genuinely believing what we're praying for, right? So, so if we're genuinely praying that we're going to see incredible things happen in our time uh, as God is expanding our capacity, then let's expect them and let's begin to celebrate them. Isaiah 54, verse 1, the first thing that he's showing us right there is that we need to celebrate regardless of what we might see right now. We may not yet see the things that we're praying for, but our posture of celebrating the things before they manifest, or as I like to call it, seeing it before you see it, uh, I think that really changes the dynamic. That talks a lot about our revelation of him. Are you with me? It's, it's very important for us now as we, as we talk a little bit more about this. Is this helping anyone? Are you sure? Let's talk about how we expand our capacity. I'd like to be very practical and I'll finish with this because I think that clock thing is saying... <gasps> Five minutes and 55 seconds. Y'all are saying, now ignore it, ignore it. You won't be saying that if you sat there for another hour. You'll be like, okay, listen, look at the clock. <laughs> oh, 
Oh gosh, I ignore it. I ignore it. Yeah, 55 minutes later. Okay, please finish. Can you like just come on, wrap it up? Come on, man. Come on, wrap it up. How do we expand our capacities? I've got one thing and one thing only. How do you expand your capacity? I'll tell you how. Are you ready? Learn to host the presence of God. Learn to be a good host of the presence of God. That's it. That's it. This is what happens. So I've come here. The moment I walked through the door, somebody came up and greeted me. Josh, is that your name? Yes, Josh greeted me, shook my hand, and immediately said, hey, would you like a tea, coffee or something? I'm going to take you and see Pastor Paul and all of that stuff. And then came over here, and then I saw Pastor Paul and Pastor Wendy together, and they said hi to me, and a few other people said hello to me. And we walked right down to the front, and we were together, and, and we just started to converse in just great atmosphere. What were they doing? They were hosting me. By the time I came up here, one of the words I said was, I feel at home. Watch this. When we learn how to host the presence of God well, and he gets to a point where he feels at home, not in this church building, but in your heart. Then his attributes begin to be manifested in you. And that's how the capacity in you begins to change. You see, capacity is not a theory thing. It's experiential. You will have to go through some stuff if your capacity is to grow. But here's the challenge we have as believers today. We are all signed up to this sanitized Christianity where we don't go through anything, but we get the best of everything. Doesn't work. It's not true. Because if that was the case, then Jesus would have not needed to go through anything. He would have just handed over everything. So I don't know where we found that. It's not true. Are you with me? So if we're genuinely not going to let this thing manifest in us, number one, learn to host his presence. Can I ask you a question? Are you sure? How do you know when he's here? How do you know when the presence of God is here? Or do you even know? Hmm. Imagine trying to host someone you don't even have a clue what they look like. How can you host them? What I'm trying to tell you this morning, family church, is that what God has already got prepared for you here is good to go. He's ready. It's good to go. The work is on this side with each and every one of us. 
starting with our hearts. How do we host, how can we host someone we don't actually even recognize? How? <laughs> when I turned up at the door, do you know what he asked me? He said, you're Meshach. Right? Yeah. He said, you're Meshach. I was like, yeah, I am. Straight away, what does that tell me? Boom. Oh, say that again. And that is a missing ingredient in church today. We turn up without expectation. And then he's saying, guys, I'm ready for you to expand your capacity. Don't worry about the room. He's got this covered. He is looking at your heart. You know, when God called us to Southampton, two years before, I had a dream. He started, because we were in Devon for about seven years. We were part of a church leadership in Devon, and I was an associate minister there. And, and, and he started to talk to us about getting ready to move. And I said, God, okay, where, where are we going? Where are we going? And in a dream, I was shown the, the map of England at a bird's eye view. And then he started to zoom in. And as he started to zoom in, I started to find myself moving because we were down here at the tail. And then we started to move in and move in. And as we started to get closer and closer, there were clouds. And the first three letters I saw were T-O-N. And I was like, what's that? T-O-N. And in the dream, I said, God, what is this? And then he zoomed in again. And it was Hampton. And then I said, Hampton? Okay. And then he zoomed in further. And then I saw the clear word, Southampton. But here's the thing that he told me. He said, the spiritual climate in this place is different. This is not a place where you can grow a church by great events. You will grow a church by spiritual aptitude. You've got to be spiritually mature if you're really going to wrestle with the spiritual atmosphere that is particularly in this part of the city. I don't know what is happening here, but last night, my wife and I went through a crazy experience of spiritual attack ahead of coming here. And this morning as we were praying, the Lord said very clearly, that the spiritual climate around the New Forest area is very different. Very different. And I thought, what do you mean? And he said to me, no, 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 son. <laughs> it's a very different ball game. And then I was actually looking, um, looking online. And I found myself going into Southampton Echo for some reason. And just typed in New Forest. And an article came up, which is not even that old. And it said, literally, the New Forest is in the top 10. Top 10 places 
of significant witchcraft activity. I was like, what? Huh? I had no clue. No idea. So you tell me, you guys, you are the people that God has said, right in the middle of this place, I want you to do church. And you think you're going to cut it by just having lovely coffee and lovely welcome. All of that is fantastic, but there is more. It starts with you. Oh. You could have warned me, bro. You just, let, you just invited me. You didn't tell me these things. Come on, man. I had to find out. I mean, our, we've got three, three girls and a little boy. Our boy's temperature shot up to 40 degrees last night. 40 And this little boy is shaking. And as a dad, I'm looking at him. I'm thinking, this is not normal. He was fine. What's going on? And as of this morning, he's fine. He's cool. He's good to go. Last night, I almost phoned you. I almost phoned you. Say, bro, I, I, I don't think I can make this. I, I don't think I can make it. And in that moment, that's when the Spirit of the Lord said, Wait. You need to understand the spiritual jurisdiction you're about to go into. Look it up. And that's when I found this stuff. So this is not a joke. This is not a game. This is war. This is the kind of war that needs young people to do your thing. Middle-aged people to be on hand. Elderly people be on hand. And you see, the key to this, and this is quite interesting in terms of the wisdom of God. It's the elderly people who were giving the spiritual intelligence of what was to be done in the church. Because the Lord was showing me that there's some of you who know the history of the stuff that has been happening over many, many years. And you would have the spiritual intelligence to, to give to those who will have to execute it. But everyone, every single person has got to be hands on deck. Do you still want growth? Comes at a price. Yeah? Do you still want more capacity? Great. Then let's learn how to host his presence. What's the atmosphere in your home? Does he feel at home in your home? Does he feel at home in your heart? Because if we're going to see all of these things, they were in captivity. They were in a very difficult position but he's saying guys get ready expand your capacity because i'm about to do stuff that starts with your heart and then your home and then the wider congregation and before you know it god is saying yep i found the people who can contain more people when you're going out and about you've got to be taking this territory back to the lord you've got to take it back You can't pray for people whilst you're here like, well, Lord, we hope more people come. Nah, that ain't going to happen. Got to go get them. Spiritual 
authority. As we expand capacity. Now remember, you've got to learn how to host the presence of God. But you cannot host someone you do not recognize. Let's get to know him better. Imagine walking around, having a coffee, and he just says, yeah, speak to that guy and tell him this. Bang, you speak. Oh, yes. Spiritual gifts are going to be a huge part of how things will unfold. Helping people to identify their spiritual gifts has got to be high priority. Because then everybody knows their position. Everybody knows their position. God. Can we stand together if that's okay? By show of hands, how many of you here know what your spiritual gift is? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 50-50. I understand that. I understand that. Right. This, This is why it's so important. Because it's like going to war without understanding the weapon that you're carrying. And that's why this is so important, so crucial. And as I said, I feel, I feel at home. I'm in. I am all in on this. I'm, I'm, I really believe that there is something that is significant that God will do. I believe the next time we ask that question around who here knows their spiritual gift, hands will go up all over the room. And you're ready to go. Ready to go. Expand your capacity. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. Prepare for growth. And let God do some incredible things in your heart. The lady in the blue, is it blue blazer? I, again, I see influence over you. When you speak, people listen. So just when you open your mouth and you speak, people listen. It's influence. It's a gift. But I really believe that God is going to elevate that a bit more. You'll know it's starting to happen when the people he will bring to you or the people you will encounter will be very different from the people that you normally hang out with. That's how you know it's time to use that influence to begin to introduce Jesus to them. Very different caliber of people. And allow him to expand your heart first so that you can be able to engage with them and reveal Christ to them. But when you speak, people listen. And it's exactly the same when you speak about the Lord Jesus Christ. People listen. And even the gift of wisdom. Wisdom just comes. People can ask, what can we do? And you just know what to say. It just comes. I believe it's a gift that God. So let God reveal to you how to use it as he expands you first. And let him shape your outlook and change it around. Okay? Again, pray, wait up, do all the things that you have to do as you 
see what God says about it. Is that okay? God. Can I be back up on the guitar, man? Just in this moment, you've heard everything I had to say. It starts with your heart and my heart. You've got to let him do the work in our hearts as he expands our capacity. Okay? And if for some of you at school, you're going to be seeing other, 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 other friends or even people that just around school who are isolated. Don't turn against them. Come around them. Okay? Come around them and just begin to to show them the love of Jesus. As I said, every single generation has work to do. Work to do. So I see you um, being very active like within the context of school. So it's like really good at... You're probably one of those people who can be potentially annoying. You know those people in the context? <laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> that didn't sound right, did it? That just didn't. <laughs> you know some of those people who can just do something and just do it? Like, they can just do it? Like, they're just good at it and it's just annoying? When some of us will have to work really hard to do just that one thing, you know? I, I, I see that, like, with you. Um, is it? Mm. I see that with you, like you can just do it, bang, you can, you can just do it, and it's annoying, because when I was at school, people like you used to annoy me, because I had to work really hard, and even academically, you know, it's like, you can just, yeah, other people might have to study for like months, and you can be like, oh, you know, done, and it's, the reason why that I'm saying this to you, as a sense of confirming what God is saying, is that that ability it's not for you to look back and think, yeah, look at me. I got this. Nuh-uh. It, it, it gives you scope to come around other people. Okay? So I see other people around you, like other kids at school, who nobody would even pay attention to. But because you have come around them, all of a sudden it will change their position in the context of school. Are you with me? And as you do that, I promise you, you will start to see more and more people come around you. People that no one else will have time for. But God will use you to bring them up. And even in the context of the the other young people in the church together, just coming together and seeing God do some amazing things. Can I tell you something before I go? If you guys hang about and waste time, the young people are going to go crazy. Are you with me? They're going to go crazy because it, it, it'll, it'll become as though you'll have a church within a church. Because there'll be stuff that God will be just cultivating in them. And I know their pace is fast. But we got to play catch up. And let's get it done. So, so, so remember that even when you go back to school. I know you've got cool friends. You know, you're just one cool friends. But never mind them. Start to look out for those who are a bit marginalized in school. Just get to know them a bit more. Just get to know them a bit more. Hey, what's your name? 
And they will look at you like, you're talking to me? Yeah. Because that's an incredible mission field in that environment. Are you with me? And then you can do it with all of the other young people in this place, including me, because I'm a young person too, right? Kid, I like this. She said, yeah, you are. <laughs> I am. I do hope that this has sown something of a seed in this house. And as I said, it's a great honor to be with you today. Um, but I just feel like maybe just for two minutes, let, let, let's just bring this word before God and say, Lord, hey, where do I need to go? What do I need to do in my heart? Can, can you do a work in my heart? Can you start to expand me a bit more? Can you start to expand me a bit more? You have a very generous heart. Very, very generous heart. And, and even in the times where I hear you say, man, if only I had more, I would love to do more. Yeah? Do you want to know what the Lord is saying again? Get ready for the more. Okay? What he wanted to see was what he would do with the little. And with the little, you've been very generous. You've put everybody else before you. Okay? And now he's saying, get ready for the more. It will happen in ways that you don't even understand. And he will just entrust you with the more because your heart is now set and is ready for generosity. Even more generosity. Okay? So I pray that it will encourage you. It will bless you. But he says, get ready. Continue to be generous. Just continue to have a generous heart as you put other people before you. And watch God bless you. Come and just keep talking to him. I, I can't do this before you. I can't do this before you. It's, it's, it's your conviction, your heart. And you're saying, God, come on. I'm there. I'm ready. Expand my capacity. Do the work in my heart that you need to do. I can't do this before you. It's you. You, you have to do that. I honor you, Father, and I thank you in this place. Continue to have your way with each and every one of us. I just want to quickly pray for you out of Ephesians chapter 3. And now sit down. With your hands stretched out. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's people. To grasp how wide, how long, how high and deep the love of Christ is and to know this love that surpasses all knowledge and that you 
each and every one of you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And for that to happen, capacity has got to be created in each and every one of our hearts. In Jesus' mighty name.